ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا قرا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد في الاسق الحديث كتاب الله وخير حدي حدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر امور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار اما بعد Alhamdulillah this is the first lesson of our series a new series of lessons that will be commencing bismillahi ta'ala on Monday evening such as this evening where we'll be going through the book shurutus salah wa arkanaha wa wajibatiha and this book no doubt is one which is of great benefit for the beginning talib and anyone that is intended to study fiqh in deen for the simple fact that it lays out some of the shurut and some of the ahkam some of the rulings when it comes to salah in its most beneficial and simplistic way and uh, the, the explanation that we intend to go through with Allah Ta'ala is the explanation of Sheikh Islam Sheikh Abdul Aziz Ibn Baz rahimahullah and the intent inshallah is that we acquaint ourselves with some of the basic ahkam some of the basic rulings in terms of the rulings in relation to the salah for you no doubt the salah is one of the most important of the important of the pillars of Islam after the shahada thing and so this is why you find such a vast discussion around the salawat when it comes to the books of fiqh and so thus before we begin anything to do with the text of inshallah my intent is that we will go through the text and we'll begin the text in next week's lesson the intent inshallah ta'ala is to go through just a small introduction where we just we discuss some of the affairs of the salah itself and we discuss some of the affairs in relation to the importance of the salah and its station its makana in our deen and so like most things when it comes to the ilm of the deen and when you study in a particular affair you study it beginning with its definition you begin with its definition its ta'rif and the salah is no different 
So, the Salah, first and foremost, we have the definition which is Lugatan, i.e. the linguistic definition, and then the definition which is Shara, the definition in accordance with the Sharia. So the definition of Salah Lugatan, i.e. the Lugat, is a dua and the, the definition for salah in the Lugat is dua and an example of that is the statement of Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala in Surah Tawbah wa salli alayhim wa salli alayhim i.e. make dua for them and you ud'u lahum And the meaning of a salah in the Sharia is as follows. The salah is aqwal wa af'al, maqsusatun, muftatihatun bitakbir, muhtatimatun bitasleem. So the salah are certain speeches and actions, are specific speeches and actions that begin with the takbir and end with the taslim and the reason why it's referred to as the salah is going back to the linguistic meaning due to the fact that the salah is made up of many different du'as I have a du'a when you're standing, du'a when you're in ruku'a, du'a in sujood and so thus it carries this, uh, this meaning now, and so the affair of the Salah is one which is not specific to the what came, what the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came with, his Sharia, but rather it's affirmed that the the that the Anbiya that that have proceeded have performed the Salah as well. Naam, as Allah Ta'ala mentions in relation to Ismail, وَاذْكُرْ فِي الْكِتَابِ إِسْمَعِيلِ إِنَّهُ كَانَ صَادِقَ الْوَعْدِ وَكَانَ رَسُولًا نَبِيًّا وَكَانَ يَأْمُرُ أَهْلَهُ بِالصَّلَاةِ وَالزَّكَاةِ So Allah Ta'ala mentions and mentions Naam in the book Ismail, indeed, he was truthful in his promise, a messenger and a prophet. And he commanded his people with the salah and the zakah. Now, likewise, in relation to Ibrahim, Allah Ta'ala mentions, Rabbana inni askantum in duriyati biwadi ghayri zar'in in the baytik al muharram. Rabbana liyukimu salah. Allah Ta'ala mentioned the relation to Ibrahim. O oh, our Lord, indeed, I have accommodated my offspring in this valley where there's no vegetation that grows. By way, by your house, I the Bayt al-Muharram, I the al Haram. O oh, my Lord, O oh, oh, our Lord, in order to establish the prayer. 
Now, likewise, we have the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, فَاسْتَمِنْ إِمَا يُوحَى إِنَّنِي أَنَا اللَّهُ لَا إِلَهِ إِلَّا أَنَا فَعْبُدْنِي وَأَكِمُ الصَّلَاةِ ذِكْرِي The statement to Musa, I listen and be attentive to that which has been revealed. Indeed, I am Allah. There is no deity worthy of worship and truth, but I. So worship me and establish the prayer for my remembrance. So this is an affair of the salawat that have been established with all of the Anbiya. And thus, the salah with the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was something which is in addition to that. Thereafter, we're going to discuss by how it was established within the Sharia. How the Salah was established within the Sharia. And no doubt it was established by way of the Quran and the Sunnah and the Ijma'ah. The Quran and the Sunnah as well as the Ijma'ah. And you have the saying of Allah Ta'ala in Surah Nisa when he states, Inna salata kanat ala al-mu'minina kitaban mukuta. Indeed, the Salah has been established upon the believers at its prescribed times, at its mafrud, as an obligation. Likewise, Allah Ta'ala mentions in Surah Sabayna, وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِسِينَ لَخُدِّينَ وَحُنَفَاءَ وَيُكِيمُوا الصَّلَاةَ And they were not commanded except to worship Allah Sincerely for him in the deen, in the Hunafa, upon the religion of Ibrahim, and he established the prayer. And so, this, thus, we find with this, is the obligation of the Salah. The obligation of the Salah, and likewise, has been established within the Sunnah by way of, by way of the, the statement of the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, for example. بُنِّ الْإِسْلَامِ وَالْخَمْسِ شَهَادَةِ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَأَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ وَإِقَامَةُ الصَّلَاةِ الْآخِرُ حَيْثٌ يَعْنِي الإسلام is built upon five شهادة لا إله إلا الله مُحَمَّدٌ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ and إقامة الصلاة establishing the salah establishing the salah so what we find with this and likewise, you mentioned as well, al ijma. And the reality is, in relation to ijma, ijma is delil in of itself. Ijma is a delil. So, of course, if you have an ayah from the Book of Allah, it's a delil. Now, if you have an ayah, it's a delil. And if you have a hadith from the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then it's regarded as being a proof as well, it's delete. But likewise, ijma, ijma, consensus is also a delete. And ijma, when we say ijma, what do we mean by the Quran? Ijma, there's a consensus and agreement amongst the Muslims. Of course, those that possess knowledge amongst the Muslims, that 
this is a, an action or this is a particular hukum. Now, so in relation to this, to what we're discussing today, the salah, then the ijma in relation to the salah is that the salah is an obligation. That the salah is an obligation. Now, the proof that the that ijma itself is a proof is the statement of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, where he stated, La tashtami ummati ala dalal. That my ummah will not unite upon falsehood. So his statement, sallallahu alayhi wa that my ummah will not unite upon falsehood. So, we understand by way of this narration, that if there's an, there's a, there is a, a unity upon a particular hukum, then it cannot be something upon falsehood because they will not unite upon falsehood. And so, in relation to the mas'ala of the salah and the obligation of the salah, then it's established by way of the, the, the Quran, established by way of the sunnah, as well as by ijma of the of the imma. Thereafter, we have the discussion around the one that is the tariq of salah, and the one that leaves off the prayer. The individual that leaves off the prayer. And so, Shaykhana, Shaykh Abdullah Bukhari, Hafidahullah, he mentions an individual misses a prayer for, and there are four categories. So, Tarq salah could occur in four categories. There's four categories of person. The first is the one, when Tarq salah Uh, he leaves off the prayer and he negates and he denies his obligation. He negates and, ob- and denies his obligation. Now, this individual that does so, Bil Ijma, has disbelieved. This can be understood by way of the general. Understand of the hadith of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam al ah that the covenant is between us and them is the salah. As whoever leaves it off, indeed they have disbelieved. Indeed they have disbelieved. Thereafter you have the mentioning of the reality that if a person denies his obligation, then they have denied that which is found within the nusus. And within it is taqdeeb of nusus. Within it is denial of the text. Again, we've mentioned the text about the obligation of the salah. And so if a person denies the obligation, they've denied those texts. In denial of those texts, no, that is kufr. Hence where you find as well, in another mas'ala, the one that makes sabr the sahaba, and the one that curses the companions. This is kufr due to the fact that they have denied and made makhalafa, have opposed the ayat and the nusus in relation to the fadl of the sahaba, in relation to the virtue of the sahaba. When Allah Ta'ala mentions, أَسَابِكُونَ الْأَوَّلُونَ مِنَ الْمَحَاجِرِينَ وَأَنصَارِ وَالَّذِينَ اَتَّبَعُوهُمْ بِحْسَانِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ وَرَضُوا عَنْهُمْ and those that are first and foremost 
from the Mahajirin, and those that made Hijra from, from Mecca to Medina, and the Ansar, the inheritors of, the, of Medina, are even the companions. Now, and then those that follow them in good, Allah Ta'ala is pleased with them, and likewise they are pleased with Him. This is a praise for the companions. So now, if a, after this praise from Allah Ta'ala for the companions, after this particular praise, if a person thereafter goes on to criticize and curse the companions, then no doubt he has denied that which is found within the book. And so here, with this mas'ala, this individual that has denied the obligation of salah, they have denied that which is found within the text. The second category is the one that leaves off the prayer, however, he does not deny his obligation. But him leaving off the prayer, he leaves it off Takasulan wa tahawanan. He leaves off the prayer due to kasal. Due to his laziness or laxness. So he's too lax with the salah. And so he does he leaves it off. In relation to this individual and the hukum upon this individual, then the ulama they differ. The ulama they differ. You have the opinion of Imam Ahmed, where he mentions such an individual has disbelieved. Kafir. Again, due to the narration, the covenant that's between us and them is the salah. This is what divides us and them. Whoever leaves the office, naam, whoever leaves the office, disbelieved. Naam, likewise, you have the same with the, 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 the hadith of the Messenger of Allah. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Where he mentions Ma bayna rajli wa bayna shirki Tarku salah That which is between a man and shirk Is leaving or leaving off of the prayer So due to this, the general nature Or the general statement Found within, the, within these narrations About tarku salah I leave off the prayer Is what is between us and them And, and kufr Leave off the prayer Is what is between a man and shirk Then even if a person leaves it off due to laziness, but he, he affirms his obligation, then you will find that some of the imma and from them is that Imam Ahmed would mention that this, uh, this individual has disbelieved due to that. Then you have the opinion of the Jamhur and the majority, where they say that this individual that leaves off the prayer has not by due to laziness. Um, or negligence. He has not disbelieved. However, he's fallen into a kabira min kabair. He's fallen into a major sin, from amongst the major sins. And the reason why they argue that they have not, this person has not disbelieved is due to, amongst many narrations, one of them being the hadith, which is known as the hadith of Bitaqa. The hadith of Bitaqa. Where an individual comes before Allah Ta'ala for judgment and he has many many evil deeds and all that he has in response to that is the kalimah of la ilaha illallah all he has in opposition to that is the kalimah of la ilaha illallah and he enters Jannah by way of the kalimah to tawheed of la ilaha illallah him being muwahid and so due to the general understanding of a person being upon tawheed if a person is upon Tawheed, he will enter Jannah. 
then or a person that ends up, the person being upon Tawheed, then he's, he's still considered to be amongst the Muslims. Then it mentions that, or they will mention that the one that falls into this affair of Tarakul Salah, this does not necessitate that they have left uh, the fold of Islam. However, as mentioned, they do not regard it as being an Amr Hayyim. They do not regard it as being a minute affair, a small affair. Rather, they regard it as being a major sin from amongst the major sins. To the extent that some of the imma would mention that the one that is a tariq salah the one that leaves off the prayer, yastahik, he is befitting and he is deserving of being imprisoned due to leaving off the prayer. So even if they, even if they do not hold that the person has left Islam, they would hold the opinion that the person is deserving of being imprisoned. Likewise, as well, there's an opinion that, they, that, that such a person is deserving of being executed, even, due to leaving off the salah. So, sometimes you find when this discussion is mentioned about the one that leaves off the prayer, and he says, no, he didn't leave off the prayer, um, negating his obligation, so we cannot say he's not Muslim now. But do not let that detract from the grave nature of the tarq salah the grave nature of leaving off the salah, because even those that do not say that he's left Islam, they still hold the position of يعني, severe punishments upon the, uh, such an individual. Now, and so this is the second individual. So the first, the first is clear. Now, he leaves off the salah and he, and he negates his obligation. Second, he leaves off the salah and he still believes it to be an obligation, but he's lazy. Now, he's negligent. The third is the one that makes tarq salah imtina'an, yani, I refuses to pray. He refuses to pray. Now, is the difference between the first and the third clear? The first is who? He leaves it off due to what? Denying obligation. The third, he refuses. So it doesn't necessarily mean that he's what? He hasn't denied his obligation. He hasn't denied the obligation, however, he's refused to pray. Naam, I refuses to pray, refuses to, to, to worship Allah and pray. And so, Shaykh al-Islam, Ibn Taymiyyah, he mentions that such an individual, kafara bi'tifaq, such an individual has disbelieved Ya'ani and it's ittifaq and it's agreed upon that such an individual is disbelieved. Now, Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah, he mentions in more detail the reason for this. And he says, it's not, it's regard, it's not, it cannot be seen, or it's ghayr ma'qul. It's not seen as something which is in accordance with intellect. That such an individual can refuse to pray be threatened and the sword is brought to his neck. I be threatened with execution. Still refuse to pray, and such an individual remains as a Muslim. I that his 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 stubborn rejection of this particular action causes him to reject even performing a salah to the extent that he may face death, execution. I the sword is brought to him. And they said to him, you know, to the extent that if you do not pray, then you'll be executed. 
And then even with this occurring, such an individual refuses to pray. Naam. It's not something that, 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 that can be accepted that such an individual remains within the fold of Islam. That's the third. The fourth individual, uh, where it can be loosely said he's, he's made talk of salam, I due to the fact that he hasn't prayed, is that he has not prayed due to the fact that he was sleeping or he has forgotten. Now, on such an individual, there's nothing upon him. Rather, he performs a salah at the point where he wakes up or he remembers. And this is due to the hadith of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, where he mentions, مَنْ نَامَ عَنَ الصَّلَاةٍ أَوْ نَسِيَهَا فَلِصَلِّيهَا إِذَا ذَكَرَهَا So whoever sleeps, now sleeps through the salah, or forgets it, then he prays it once he remembers. Now he prays it once he remembers. So once he remembers to pray, or once he, he, he wakes up, then he prays it. Now, so these are the four categories of individual. And so it's, it's uh, indicative, no doubt, these four categories indicative that the affair of Tariq salah is one of grave danger. And no doubt, the affair of the salah in of itself is of, grave, of great importance by establishing the prayer. Likewise, we know this due to the fact that we have the hukum where if the child reaches the age of seven, they should be commanded with the salah. The wali of the child commands them with the salah at the age of seven. Naam. And so, Shaykh Salah Fawzan, he mentions him. وَيَلْزَمْ وَلِيَ الصَّغِيرِ إِذَا بَلَغَ سَبْعَ سِنِينَ وَإِنْ كَانَتْ لَا تَجِبْ عَلَيْهِ وَلَكِنْ لِيَهْتَمَّ بِهَا And so, it's an obligation نعم, that the wali, the guardian of that child, commands with the salah if he reaches the age of seven. Right, the child reaches the age of seven. Even if the salah is understood, there's not an obligation upon them. But they command it with the salah so that they give it, give it its importance. Naam. They give it its importance. Thereafter, it's mentioned, وَيَجِبْ عَلَى الْوَلِي أَنْ يَدْرِبَ الصَّغِيرِ إِذَا تَحَاوَنْ وَقَدْ بَلَغَ عَشْرَ سِنِينَ and so it's upon the wali, the guardian of that child, to strike the child, to hit the child, if they are lax with their salah and they have reached the age of 10. And this is due to the narration of the Nabi alayhi salatu wa salam, where it says, Murru abana'akum bis salah. Naam, abana'a sabi sinim. وَاضْرَبُوهُمْ عَلَيْهَا بِأَشْرٍ وَفَرَّقُوا بَيْنَهُمْ فِي الْمَضَاجِرِ And so, Allah, the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi mentioned, command your children with the salah once they have reached the age of seven. Once they reach the age of seven. 
and then strike them, I hit them due to that, or due to them leaving off the salah, if they have reached the age of 10. And likewise, separate them within the living quarters. Naam. Likewise as well. Islay your Jews, ta'khir salah and waqtiha. So it's not permissible to delay the salah from its particular time. As mentioned in the ayah that we mentioned earlier, in the salata kanat al mu'minina kitab al-maqutah. Indeed, the salah has been prescribed upon the believers at its, at its appointed times. And so it's mafruga at specific times, it's an obligation at specific times. And so a person cannot delay the salah past its time. Naam, al-shakl generally speaking. However, when can, a, when can a person delay the salah? Traveling or jihad, that's one example, or illness. Now, the person is sick or he is uh, traveling. But if he's traveling or he's sick, does that mean they can just delay any salah? Now, so, so you can lay Dohr to the Asr. So you can combine Dohr with the Asr if you're traveling or sick. Or, what else? You can pray Maghrib and combine Maghrib and Isha and pray in Isha time. So delay Maghrib to Isha time. Now, uh, so this is the only time, or these are the, uh, generally speaking, the exception to this particular ruling where a person prays the Salah outside of his time and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best and so thus with that we understand that the affair of the salah is one which is specified and specified for the believers at appointed times and now and not and nothing outside of that and so the reason or due to that or due to the importance of the salah you find as we mentioned at the beginning that the chapters in relation to the salah the chapters in relation to the Salah in the books of Fiqh are many. Naam. And so they go into much detail. Because the person is upon the individual to know the ahkam and have full knowledge of the ahkam and the rulings of the Salah and how to pray and how to establish the prayer. The like of that, Allah Ta'ala knows best. So that's a question I have for yourselves. Is that if the Salah is so important, Naam, why is it not, when you look at the books of Fiqh, why is it not the first chapter in the books of Fiqh. So usually Tahara comes first, Naam. And there's no Salah about Tahara. Naam. That's, uh, I'd say, 80%. Naam. That's another good answer as well. Because from Shahada is the Tahara. Naam. Tahara is, is the part of Shahad. But now, so the, the, you, don't, you cannot make perform the salah without tahara, but you can't perform the salah without niya as well, sir. So why is there not a chapter about niya? Or um, you, you you have to perform the salah at the correct time. So why is there not a chapter about performing the salah? Or why is there not a chapter about the muakidah salah before the salah itself? 
Or facing the Qibla. You can't perform the Salah except you face the Qibla. Why is it not a chapter about facing the Qibla? There's always Shalut, the Salah. Which is Shalut, we'll go through more detail. Why Tahar? Particular? No, no. It answers easier than you think. If you, to, if you to discuss the affair of the Qibla, for example, how many messiahs do you have for the Qibla? How many things we discuss when it comes to the Qibla? A lot? A lot? Not a lot. Because if you face the Qibla, you don't. Lam, this is even this is the Qibla or it's not. Or what do you do when you don't when you can't find the Qibla, this is what you do. Maybe a few messiahs. Naam. The Niyah, likewise. You have your Niyah? Or you don't have the Niyah? Naam. And there's other stuff, maybe a few messiahs surrounding the Niyah. What about Tahara? Many messiahs. Naam. So different messiahs. Because when you're talking about Tahara, purification, there's just from the beginning, there's different, different messiahs of purification for men, different messiahs of purification for women. Purification when it comes to purifying yourself. Purification when it comes to purifying your utensils. Purification when it comes to purifying your clothes. Naam. So there's so many different issues when it comes to purif purification that because of the weight of or the, or the just the volume of issues that come and ahkam that are surround this particular affair of Tahara, this is why it precedes the Salah, generally speaking. Naam, does that make sense? There are exceptions to this as well. For example, uh, the Muwatta of Imam Malik, his first chapter is the Muwakita Salah. Naam. So he actually mentions chapters and uh, ahadith in relation to the timing of the prayers. Naam. But generally speaking, when it comes to the books of fiqh, yani in ahkam, then you have the mentioning of the Tahara first and foremost. Naam. Because if you cover with the Messiah of Tahara, then you have some salama when it comes to the affair of the salah itself. Naam. And so no doubt, just the fact that you have all these issues when it comes to tahara, and you seek to uh, cover and have comprehensive understanding of the issues, is another indication of the importance of salah itself as well. So the fact that we want to cover and have a full and comprehensive understanding of tahara, so that we can have a full and comprehensive, comprehensive of the salah, shows you that this is the weight of the salah within Islam and the weight of adhering to the Salah and praying the Salah in, in, in its correct manner and adhering to the condition in the best way possible. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Alhamdulillah, we'll just conclude with that, bi'lillahi ta'ala. Shaykhana yaseer, bi'lillah. And in our next sitting, next Monday, inshallah, we'll begin with the text. Barakallahu fikum wa jazakum wallahu khaira. وصلى الله وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم